Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, and other podcasts about superhero TV shows and movies. And I can't see how many times I'm going to be able to do this, but it is very recursive. My name is Dan Morin. We are back, and I am joined by my fellow black-clad mourners this week. John Moltz is here. Hi, John. Dan, for the last time, can I have the room, please? Oh, okay. Um, sure. <laughs> just me. I'll just, I'm going to go. <laughs> okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Okay, you can come back now. Okay, great. Guy English is also here. Hello, Guy. I have spent five years in hell <laughs> doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I must, we must become something else. Mm. <laughs> we must, co- we must cover something else. <laughs> Hopefully something funny. Uh, we are Because here. God knows. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, we've been doing. We've been God doing... knows. I mean, if you want to, here's the thing: we are the three people in that raft. And <laughs> I hate to think of which one I am. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are, and survive is the only thing I can say to either of you. Oh my God! All right. Well, we are here to discuss season eight, episode ten of Arrow a.k.a. the series finale of Arrow, entitled Fade Out. And what better way to revisit the last eight years of a show than for Guy English to do a recap that may or may not take eight years. So, Guy, (laughs) take it away. Oh, you want to do the recap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know we know know now who's not making it off that raft. We we talked about this guy. Here's the thing. This episode is a, you know what? Screw the recap. It's an episode. No, <laughs> I no. Did not, I did not sign on for this. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, really? Really? You think people tune in for the recaps? I'm pretty sure they don't. Uh, I think the they do when you do it. <laughs> okay. It's a. It starts with the premise of a documentary and then drops it immediately. (laughs) Like a hot potato. (laughs) Yeah. None of this makes sense. It is all character moments. Uh, Somebody kidnaps William, Oliver's son, and they go after him. A bunch of the teams that they send fail, and Mia manages to succeed in cornering the guy. And rather, shooting in the eye, with an arrow, she decides to take him into custody. Accurate. That's, and then? That's the episode. And then, as, no, and then we have Ollie's funeral. Yeah. That's a thing that and happens. Then, that's a thing that happens. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is not an episode about what happens. It is an episode about uh, character interactions. It's, it's not true. even about the fight, fight, yeah. fights. The thing, the thing which we elide, we elide the fight, fight, fights all the time. Let's just elide the the BS story. Who cares? It's You're really about, going off it, uh, book for this last episode. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but I, here's the thing. I am, and I think they did too. I think... Moira coming back. I think Tommy coming back. I think everything is off book. I think that they were just like, here's everything you love. Let's do it. Do you want me to explain that to you? <laughs> None of this makes any sense. None of it makes sense. 
I, I did catalog. But it's great. I, and, I, and I really, really liked it. And I'd rather talk about how much I think we enjoyed the interactions between the characters than what actually happened in the episode, which is fluff, basically. All right. So, we could have been doing this all along. Yeah, I was going to say, what Guy is saying <laughs> yes, is he, yeah, yeah. he decided last minute he didn't want to do, didn't want to take notes. So instead, he's... Hey, man, I evolved like Ollie. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm like next level at this point. I so, used to take it long and hard and just be really arduous about it. And at this point, I'm like, hey, man, it's all cool. <laughs> it's cool. Those tenants can burn in that tenement fire. Oh, jeez. It's all good. It's part of the universe. Uh, some interesting, uh, questions. So this is a question I had about this universe. Um, so we've seen a couple of the other post-crisis, uh, shows at this point. And what's interesting to me about how they set this up is this is distinctly not the universe that was there before, right? He didn't just put back everything. This is a different universe that had a different timeline. Because there are things like, so this episode opens with Oliver saving Moira from Slade. Um, right. we also, Using stock, stock footage yeah, shot. Uh, not stock footage, but a deleted well, yeah, scene stock, yeah, shot yeah, deleted for, scene. for season two. Right. Um, and, uh, but there are, there are differences in this universe, which is what I thought was really interesting. Um, because of the fact that, for example, um, like Tommy later on in this episode mentions that on this earth, he was married to Laurel, um, and the yeah. Laurel, the Laurel who is dead still. Um, so that I thought it was and interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Earth that Ollie saved Moira on is the same Earth that Tommy married Laurel on. I. It's as far as I could tell. Ollie just put the best of everybody together. Basically. And I think we get a little bit of a reveal about that later on when uh, Lance talks to Laurel about basically her survivor's guilt. Yeah, I think that's, uh, and that was another thing I wanted to bring up, but I'm not sure. I think there is a linearity to this universe. It's just (laughs) that he chose all the sort of plot threads, as it were, that worked out in the favor that he wanted. Um, right. And it's, it's weird because there's a lot of like bizarre choices here. For example, the whole, there's no crime in star city, except there is crime because <laughs> William gets kidnapped. It's just, it doesn't. Yeah. Also, Honestly, that's like, go, that, I swear to God, city. that is like his gun. That's like him solving <laughs> yeah. the gun problem. Yeah. It's like, Oh, look, there's no more guns. And then, you know, the next as the week, Spectre, he's just dodging bullets. I, as the Spectre, I've removed all the guns from Star City, except next week when people just start driving them over the border back into Star City. Well, there's only so much you can do. Right. Yeah, yeah. One of the reasons I love Ollie is that he is a dummy. He's not a smart guy. <laughs> and that's adorable. It, it, it really is. And so I can see him being like, you know what? No more crime in Star City. And doesn't really give a lot of thought about what that means. He just and did just, it. Yeah. Just yeah, waved his hand exactly. and made it happen. Waved his hand, made it happen. Got it. And then it's like, oh, okay, there's a vacuum there. So we're going to go fill that. 
within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Isn't, isn't and why all just, of our heroes like get out? They're like, well, I guess that's done. It's like, no, that's is it, not. Is it, is it, is it just the, we got to move to dirtier, grosser cities than this one. Right. Isn't just this just, like this Metropolis. Just the epitome of, of privilege, right? Where like some rich white kid can come in and remake the entire universe and think he knows what he's doing. Exactly. They yeah. just handed him that cosmic power like they handed him the mayorship, you know. So there's oh, a weird, there's like, Wait, yeah, you know so what? There, We're going to have a conversation some, there's about there's Renee. weird stuff going on in terms of like how the universe, like, like it really doesn't make much sense that Laurel isn't back because he talked about stuff that, oh, you know, he only changed things that wouldn't have changed him, right? Like he, well, that's so he, more he, he couldn't bring his father back. Because that would have changed the premise of the whole show, basically. Yeah, but, but the whole and yet Tommy is alive, and there's the yeah, whole premise yeah, right. of Tommy, Tommy dying. That seemed like a transform. That seemed like a very transformative moment for him. And and then why not bring Laurel back? And it's basically just because, well, we have a Laurel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they could have even. I, bring back, I love that back you guys kind of made fun of me for like, hey, why did you not do a long recap? <laughs> Guess why. Not if it makes sense. Uh, I think we didn't. Here's the thing. I honestly, I think that this was an episode where the writers brought back everybody that they loved. And I think ultimately the Laurel character from Earth 2, is that it? Yeah. Uh, is a better character than the one that they wrote for her originally. And that's why I think that's, and I think I, that's part I, of it, probably. But I also just think that it's like she's there, so they don't need two laurels. Well, yeah, it yeah. would be. It I would, mean, it would re- add another confusing layer to bring that laurel back. But here's the thing: we've, I mean, we've definitely talked about how much of a disservice I've done to Laurel over the yes. years, right? And I feel that. In a way, Ollie the Spectre is the hand of the writers in a in a meta <laughs> level Animal Man, yeah. nineteen ninety six. You know what I mean? Like that kind of weird abstract uh, hand of the author sort yep. of move. I'm like, I really think that it's like, hey, look, if we had our brothers, all of these characters would still be on the show. <laughs> And for Laurel, except, yeah, except for we'd, Laurel. we'd rather have an Ari. Yeah, we'd rather have an angry Laurel. Yeah, that's it. She's better. She's happier. It's great. Do you want a scene with her talking to, you know, it's, Paul Blackthorne? It's funny, yeah. It's funny that at the funeral, the, the, the death of one of his daughters that Lance mentions is the one who's standing there in his life. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love it. Not if it makes sense. Man. Like, harsh on your other daughter there, dude. <laughs> yeah. I aspire to be Nyssa. I swear to God. Man, like, when uh, Sarah walks up and she's telling her sister about, you know, this is my beloved Sarah. Oh, so perfect. That is... That is such a weirdly great scene. It's so small. I can't remember why. Why is Talia all burnt? I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. It's the, the island, island explosion. Yeah. yeah. That's how we saw her. Remember, because she ended yeah. up being the demon in, in season seven. Yeah. yeah. She showed up again last season. Yeah. So she lived. Okay. That makes sense. 
Yeah, that's still happening. Are, are you guys sad that we didn't? Okay, who wasn't at the funeral? I, I would have liked to see. They did not. They uh, did not bring her their father back because he was a jerk. I was sad that <laughs> I was actually sad that yeah. Malcolm didn't make an appearance because even though he that's was it, that's evil, the first one he, I was thinking of. He was yeah. such a big part of this show that I felt like John Barrowman <laughs> showing up would have been a nice. Like they should have had the little villains corner, like the frenemy villains corner, off to the side with like him and Slade. <laughs> Like drinking out of a flask and like trading war stories. Yeah. Yeah. John Barrowman just was on Doctor Who like a week ago. So, spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoilers, man. Come on. <laughs> I, come on. Get with it. I don't, I, look, honestly, the, the show is hopping over time all over the place. You know, get yourself uh, speaking together. Of, speaking of hopping over time, actually, I was going to say my other favorite like weird plot holes are. Uh, Sarah showing up to get Mia and bring her back to the funeral, even though last week's episode, which took place after the funeral, involved Mia not knowing who they were. Yes. And holy crap, my head really hurts thinking about that. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I'm so not going to worry about yeah, that. Right. So she, they picked her up a- after all of, uh, after William's kidnapping. She mentions William's kidnapping. We see it in a flashback like two yeah. weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, I, I also like that she, her brother gets kidnapped, and then she goes back in, si- in time to solve the kidnapping of her brother. <laughs> of her brother. <laughs> a different and then kidnapping. And it's weird because, because Dinah is there, but yes. that was also explained in the previous episode. that So that Dinah is from a different timeline than Mia is from, and then gets kind of erased because she the day after, which is dumb, <laughs> the day after the funeral... She wakes up in 2040. Yep. Having never existed. Yep. <laughs> Don't play with time, kids. So, it's dangerous. So, yeah, right. Like, how does that make any sense? But whatever. Never mind. Yep. This is why we... Who cares? No, we I got Sarah. I, maybe, That's all I care about. I'm just but saying, that, if there had honestly, been a thorough plot recap, maybe we would have untangled some of these things. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> uh, really? I think he is. I think he might be. Just I swear to God, the one time I didn't dissect every little thing, it makes no sense. It can't be done. Uh, I will keep you talking. For, I mean, we've delayed a week. Because you're a weak little person. <laughs> it's getting personal. You know. It really is. Um, the, you're right. Yeah. I speaking of things that didn't but, make a lot come of sense on. either, the, like, the fight. <laughs> who's, who's talking? You're talking. Speaking of things that didn't make any sense, the fight, fight, fight <laughs> was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. He gets, first of all, I think in this one more than any other, I noticed um, how many arrows he shoots. <laughs> and Does not quiver, match his quiver. quiver. Seems completely full at the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does not run out of arrows. And, and all these guys seem to get off shots that are, like, pretty close and, like, almost pointed right at him. And yet he never gets hit. Like, I think he gets hit once, and it's, it's kind of clear he's wearing some kind of, an ar- some kind of armor. So it's bound- some of them are probably just bouncing off of him. So I guess that makes <laughs> Bo- sense. Both, but still. both of those are in my notes. Because season one, Ollie, would not do that he was less aggressive right he he'd case out a joint he'd take them all out he had a limited amount of arrows like there was even an episode where the bad guy had figured out exactly how many exactly arrows arrows, yeah yeah which is great i loved it 
Um, and that's, I believe, what made that fight when he parachutes into the compound where they're holding Walter and he just beats the crap out of everybody. I thought that that's where that paid off, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. And yeah. just being able to shoot arrows. Like a mild sense of realism. Yeah. I, I mean, believe me, I'm not for realism. This guy would have got shot day one on the job, probably (laughs) by his police or even the bodyguard that his mom hired to protect him. Like that guy, he's a danger to to the world around him. He's a bad guy. But season one had a little bit of a like a reference, at least for like, all right, okay, if you if you play within these bounds, it's fine. Mm -hmm. This evoked season one but didn't quite land it for me in the yeah, yeah he was super well, violent said, and he was the, killing the people were terrific. but it, yeah exactly yeah but it was way over the top they wanted to right. they wanted to play you know pay homage to the great stunt work and fight work in the series yes and this was the only way to do it and get steven amell in it was yeah, it was yeah. a flashback um, which was also paying homage to the flashback mechanic, um, right. and yeah, I agree. It's not yeah, yeah. it's not quite right, but I think uh, as with so much in this episode, it's intended to be something larger uh, than just what right. It is. Which is why, honestly, why I skipped most of it. Who cares? Uh, individually, doesn't matter. As a whole, I think it's pretty great. I I really like it. Yeah, I can't explain why. But, I mean, I also not sure I can explain why I love Arrow as a as a show <laughs> in some ways. So that's because you get to spend time with us. Mostly that. <laughs> he hesitated. Yeah. He hesitated. No, no, no. The hesitation is is trying to figure that out. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, yeah, maybe if we pick another show, maybe I'll like that show too. It's possible. Yeah. But I honestly, here's the thing. I would like to defend Arrow as a show. I think it has been a great show. I think it has deserved the success it's found. Uh, obviously, there's been weak points and strong points, but ultimately, I think it succeeded. And this last episode, I think, went out paying homage to a lot of the tropes and a lot of the. The, the love that we had at least follow the characters and yeah. some of the action scenes could have done with the truck heist. <laughs> That's but you know, you can't have them all. No, you can't. Um, the, uh, the, the one thing that's nice about this is that uh, usually at this time of the year, we're suffering through like the, you know, two, two thirds of the way through the, the right. season and it starts getting silly. <laughs> And so now the season's over, and we don't have to worry about that. That's true. Um, so other <laughs> big plot development thing that uh, we should discuss, I guess, because I think it's the only other plot-related thing that happens in this episode, is uh, Roy has returned. Uh, he has a robot arm now, um, very arsenal. Uh, and he ends up proposing to Thea in a, uh, like, probably the least romantic place possible, which is a rooftop. And yet... <laughs> Totally appropriate. That's where they spend most of their time, though. 
Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. They run across. They, no, they run across the rooftop. They flip off another one, and then they land on another rooftop. And then they're like, "Well, I guess the bad guy is in here." Really? Like he'd just be standing on a rooftop? It turns out that's where he was. He was standing on a rooftop. Yeah, yeah. the only dumb thing about it, Guy, is the fact that Roy does not propose while in the middle of parkouring. That is my (laughs) argument. (laughs) You should have done like a flip and been like holding the ring and just going like, Uh eh, as he flipped. No, yeah, yeah. They should have done a flip. And when she landed, she just sort of, you know, there's a ring on her finger. And she just (laughs) didn't understand how it got there. And it's like, you know what? Remember how I stole your purse? (laughs) I stole I'm your heart, my heart well. baby. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I also stole this ring. <laughs> John and I are available to punch up your proposals, your by mom. the way. We we can definitely do that. Stole it from your mom. <laughs> uh well, I'm glad to see those two crazy kids get together. Yeah. I sure. I think it was nice that Yeah, is that a plot thing though? I I don't know. I mean, that's another character wrap up yeah i I mean i felt like it was nice in an episode that happens in an episode that was you know could not again we did not have oliver in the present so you couldn't really like have a happy send-off for him it was i'm glad that they tempered it by having a uh you know a happy send-off for other characters yeah 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 i agree so um, it was nice to see Rory again. Yeah, Rory Regan, who yeah. my MVP returned for this episode. I enjoyed yeah. him a lot. Yeah, really. And he gets a I, he gets a great line in at Renee. Yep, basically you know, saying that <laughs> yeah, because Renee talks about how he and Oliver butted heads all the time, and and he said, yeah, of course you did, because you're the, like everybody, you're the most like him. Yeah, yep. shut him up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, he Rory, I'm gonna build Menorah and Renee. Um, when they were gathered together as a group, I, I saw Rory and I was like, who's that guy? (laughs) I just, (laughs) I couldn't place him. It had been so long. It took me a second. I mean, I knew I knew him and then I was like, oh, it's Rory. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, okay. He seems familiar, but I honestly have no idea what he does. And then when he busts in and... (laughs) I love it when he just takes people out with his freaks rags. people out. With and, and Renee's like, whoa, I would have just uh, fired a couple of shots in the air. And I was like, yeah, I'm scarier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're way terrifying. Scarier. It's a freaky power. It is a freaky power. It is super it. freaky. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that. And he... I love that they brought him back. He was, I think he's one of her favorites. I don't know about you guys, but I always. Yeah, I wanted. Him. Well, I definitely yeah. wanted more. From him. Yeah. You know, like, I wanted him to be around longer. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. He was a little weird. Well, it was season four, right? Uh, five. Seems right. Five, four I think. Five. five? Yeah. Yeah. I think because it was when they built the new Oh, that's team. right. I think, yeah. So I think it was five. Right. Because Oliver was. Wow. Like, out of it. Right. It was. It was. It was when they built the new team. They brought in Renee. They yeah. brought in Rory. They brought in the Dinah, too. I think. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. 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 And uh, season five to me seems to be season four was the one with uh, Damien Dark. So season I always sort of think of season five as being a little bit more down to earth, mostly because of the the villainry magic that ultimately goes on. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I guess they had worry in that. It was it was amazing bananas. That the, the bad guy was John Byrne. Yes, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I wasn't exactly sure why he was. It was John Byrne, but like did John Byrne like hate Green Arrow or something? Yeah, I could not find a. I was looking that up to see if there was a reference. Me too. To it, and I could not figure out why. But yeah, yeah sure, it's certainly maybe, maybe they just pick the name. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Nah, I'm gonna bet that there's something. Maybe they made like, John Byrne, John yeah. Byrne, the Scottish playwright and artist. Could have been no, him. possibly Could for sure. Him. Or yeah. Johnny Are you Byrne, kidding? the Irish it's writer d- and script editor for the BBC. Mm. Maybe could be. Mm-hmm. Definitely that guy. Yeah, he wrote the one hundred percent not the guy attached to comics. He wrote the. <laughs> he was the not. most prolific scriptwriter for the first series of Space 1999. Guys, come Ooh. on! Whoa. Uh, it could be you know it's a, you know it's an interesting side note is john byrne the comic book artist um drew the space 1999 comic book whoa they were great and i had those and i sold them and i kick myself to this day because of that. <laughs> uh, man you could have been somebody <laughs> a guy with some comic books <laughs> i'm literally sitting surrounded by comic books right now <laughs> Uh, just not those just not those particular comic books big uh big biggest sort of uh return i think for this episode though was probably felicity who returns after her absence all season um yep there was more of her than i thought there would be um and yet at the same time it felt like not quite enough yeah i thought there would be more for her. I thought she would more be sort of more integrated into the entire yeah, episode. I, I, looking at the, I read some interviews with the EPs and stuff, and they only had her for two days. And so originally the yeah. plan was right. for her to be in the flashbacks as well. So it would be like original Team Arrow. Yeah, that yeah that would have made sense. Not, they could yeah. not fit. They couldn't make it work scheduling wise. Um, so. But the, the scenes with her in the bunker um, were nice and like getting her to, you know, giving her a chance to interact with all the characters. Uh, and then the scenes at the funeral for her were really great, too. Um, and just having yeah. everybody. I mean, th- those scenes logistically were impressive because they yeah. pointed out like they they got everybody literally like including Grant and, and Melissa uh, Benoist to be there and like taking their time out from filming their shows uh, and and Katie Lotts, too, I'm sure um that's just like that's a lot a lot of people outside of like a crossover right yeah yeah no i mean it is the end of arrow so mm-hmm. i think a lot of these people are gonna be like all right okay i'll go pay respects to it i would have loved the supernatural guys to be <laughs> standing in the background there <laughs> i would have loved that like don't explain it. it just have them be in suits just come on guys like an hour of your time standing on green grass in the rain it's in vancouver that's not a big ask like that's that's a cutout like you could have done that on your own show cgi that that house in the back the like the big yeah yeah, yeah. because i think at one point it pans across the back and and it's an office building (laughs) (laughs) yeah they i believe they shoot all of those in a cemetery like in vancouver because it's yeah it's sort of a big green space and you get like a lot of nice white shots and you don't need to go that far. Also, it's a right. funeral, but so it's man, a good place to film it. That's right. Lots well, of people die in this show too, so. Well, yeah, but uh, but I mean that and Over and over the, again. Yeah, 
that and uh, the shots that we've seen previously of, of them in, you know, yeah, in in grass at a park like location or, or down there. I thought it was um, funny that Diggle kind of lives in a small rambler. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought maybe I don't. you'd get a better house than that, but they have. Know, a, I mean, it wasn't terrible yeah, or anything. But I, I just thought <laughs> didn't they live in an apartment most of the time? I guess maybe you know, they used to. Yeah, I, they, I, they I got honestly, two, they got I two think kids now, when so. Oliver remade the universe, he just gave him like a like an okay <laughs> house, though, like not like a great house. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> my my. I'm sorry, you know the you know real estate costs are still pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. prohibitive. <laughs> My take on that is that Lila is just like, no, we got to keep a low profile. I know I'm bringing in two, three, four, five mil a year. Oh, so, so yeah. So here's the but thing, right? You know what? Right. Right. This is where it looks. It looks like a small yeah. rambler on the outside, uh, but it's, it's actually a, a huge yeah. bunker. Yeah, it goes, it's a massive it underground. Like a, like it's a right. Feet. <laughs> there's, <Yeah. laughs> there's an underground complex right there. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about Diggle? At all? I mean, oh, yes, yes, but I didn't know yeah, how long geez, we were gonna. Because there wasn't a recap, I kind of forgot what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, so basically, the the universe proposes to Diggle. Is that how that works? <laughs> I assume it was also Roy, but it was just very convoluted. <laughs> and he and he says yes. Uh, yes, he, he opens up a box and there's a ring in it. Yeah. So going into this, uh, there was I read an interview with David Ramsey where they asked him like, would be sort of you know, would the last episode tease some of the stuff that they had hinted at previously about him? One of his doppelgangers being John Stewart, the Green Lantern, and he was very much like, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it. And I was like, all right, there'll be like a little, like a little you know a tip of the hat to that or something nope they went yeah straight out full, full fledged <laughs> they went meteor flies through the sky hits the ground he is blown into a truck uh <laughs> yeah he should be dead by yeah, the way yeah that that'll kill a person <laughs> and i had this moment of like are they gonna do like abin sewer and they like have the like are actually like and it's we're gonna see a cgi alien no yeah. we don't get that far yeah. we just get a a box a little bit more that, that glows yeah. green but like Still, essentially, you know, there is nothing... It doesn't seem like there's any way to mistake that. Yeah, there's nothing left to the imagination there other than seeing the ring, right? Like, yeah, that you is, don't actually see the ring. It's yeah. basically like, we are not going to go all this way just to create, essentially, you know, something that we can retcon later. And, and maybe it doesn't matter, although at the same time, there have been interviews where it seems to be suggested that his story may not be over um but there's like a lot of question as to exactly in what form that might take uh, well that's super easy right like next year on supergirl he can show up and he glows green in a lantern costume yeah i feel like Good they, I, see, I mean i feel I'll like they want to spend some time on it and like i i was curious because they yeah. set up the whole thing with him moving to metropolis and i'm like oh well there is the superman and lois show that's actually going to take yeah. place in Metropolis. Like, is he going to be part of that? Or is this going to link in somehow with the Green Lantern show that Greg Berlanti is doing over on HBO Max? Like, there. What? Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I understand you write stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, given that you Plot write. Boy. 
about stuff and you're a plot boy. Uh, and you have both Superman and Green Lantern in the same town. What is it that you plot boy that is relevant to anybody? Like, that seems basically like the two most powerful characters imaginable. Like, they can, like, honestly, Superman is the ultimate thing. He can just do whatever he wants. And uh, Green Lantern can just imagine anything. And as long as he believes hard enough, uh, fairies won't die. And Mm -hmm. he can make, I don't know, a machine gun out of a hammer or, like, whatever he wants. A big... Right, like a giant scoop. Mm-hmm. Like uh, those are like, literally the gonna... biggest things I can imagine. It's a giant scoop. <laughs> I'm not saying I would be. A, I would be a horrible Green Lantern. When you I'm, have, when you I, have I, bad guys, every problem looks like a giant green hammer. Or no, I I can't tell you what my giant problem would look like. It's not suitable for the show. <laughs> but so uh, you don't think you don't think he belongs in that show? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't. I don't know how you write that show. I don't know I, how you I think give it, the, those characters agency and trouble. Well, and, and I agree because I don't think that show, I don't think that's what that show is about, at least based on the premise it doesn't seem like that it, they yeah. have put out there so far. But that's still my question is like, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time building up this character and his future as a character who is an incredibly, you know, prominent member of this universe. It seems like right. a lot of time to put into something that ultimately goes nowhere. Like, does he maybe reappear? Like, I know, I as of this recording, I know that David Ramsey was on this week's Flash, but I also know that they didn't, I believe they did not discuss this. Uh, and, the, like, he's not as Green Lantern or anything like that. But, like, it's still, they spent a lot of time on it. It feels it's like, just, why, why, why did you do his that? Pocket, his pocket is glowing green through the whole thing, and nobody says anything. <laughs> That's, uh, it's just my new phone. It's just my new phone. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess my question was just, I'm curious to see if they're actually going to do something with it. And in the interview I read with him, he played very coy about like what the future plans are. So like, I don't know, who knows, maybe a year from now they announce they're going to do a Green Lantern show on the CW. It could certainly happen. Isn't yeah. HBO in trying to Yes, and I just mentioned that yeah, like literally it. two yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. So... Is that it? Like, is that, can they transition that? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's my question is because that show, there's very little known about that show other than it follows two separate Green Lanterns in two separate time periods. But it seems like if you're doing that on HBO Max as an original show, it's not something that is linking in with the CW, right? Like, right. there's no reason right. to that's, do that That's kind of where I'm going with the... Which you is know, weird. And, and with, it seems like yeah. they've been very protective of the properties, like not wanting them to be... Double. I mean, other than I mean, I guess the Flash is a is an exception. But oh, they, Superman. They, they've they've had instances where they've like you know tr- tried to kill off characters that were in the CW because they wanted to use them in the movies and stuff like that. And and it doesn't seem like they would want to have Green Lantern in both the CW and in especially uh, HBO. after just doing dealing with the whole crisis thing and yeah. like merging all their universe, Weird. the CW universe. Anyways, like yeah, it seems. Seems a little odd. So right. I, I'm curious. I, I, I don't know what they're planning. And I'm, you know, I, I love that actor and I like that character a lot. And so, you know, 
I'm I would be sad if they did nothing with it and were just like, yep, that was just there to like tie up his story yeah. and use your imagination right. and be like, well, that's a bummer, but okay. <clears throat> yeah. Do you guys want to do the ritual? Um, I just have one more question. Yeah, and is right. is it's about the statue? Yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that it's just, not chocolate. Is that they Amell? did a better job. <laughs> is that just Stephen Amell dressed in a black suit with like, <laughs> what, like spray painted gold? Is that what you spray painted? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's, like he's like a living statue. Bronzer, a lot of bronzer on. I I really hope he got a big paycheck. That. It is, I hope he got to stand really still. I hope he got to keep the yeah. statue. Yeah, sure. I, it's way better yeah. than the Laurel statue. We can all agree. Yeah, the Laurel statue. Hey, we, the is, other thing we didn't talk yeah. about is is uh, Diggle doing the salmon letter. Yeah, that was. Oh yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Renee's line was perfect. Because your oh my like god, it was such a setup. Here's the thing: so many of these character moments. Here's why I skipped it: is that like the the character moments are you can't explain them. You just have to watch them. Like if you haven't watched the show whatever we say is not going to draw you in. But when <laughs> Diggle does the salmon ladder and he's like, yeah, I got that easy. Or whatever he says, I beat the salmon ladder. And when he's like, yeah, your arms are the size of telephone poles. It's like, yeah, like we've been thinking that since season one, like eight yeah. years of being like, you were huge. Like you were, I, I have dude. no idea how many tuna sandwiches you eat a day, but you are definitely hitting the gym a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and and just the fact that newsflash, oh, here's, newsflash for listeners: David Ramsey works out. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Here's the other thing: uh, the, the last thing in my notes is that uh, is Star City in Iowa because. The notion of the mayor just handing it down to a guy that runs around with guns <laughs> seems a little bit arbitrary and just a little bit random. And we've given the political team or the political writing on this show a lot of grief over the years. I'm personally sorry. I think you got it right. It's bananas out there. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. You make a good point. I I had yeah. a uh, another. So yeah, Rene should be the mayor. Sure, That's why it. not? Why not? He'll be a great mayor. We know that he's he's mayor in the future. He <laughs> will. He actually <laughs> will. I'm, I am. Yeah. yeah, I really do believe he will be a good mayor. Is that functional? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how many hours you shoot into people. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, I was going to say the other uh, timeline uh, inconsistency is the end of the episode where we loop around to the end of last season where Felicity goes, the monitor takes Felicity to meet Oliver in the afterlife, which already happened or will never happen, depending on which version of cosmology you look at, (laughs) because the monitor is dead. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that can't and it happen anymore in the future. I think of that. Uh, no, I did. I that feels I, like well, a little bit of a suicide. Happen, it, I, I guess it really that, feels like a little bit of a suicide to me. Yeah, I guess if where, it already uh, happened, 
before crisis essentially uh then okay sure <laughs> also they're stuck in the queen consolidate building for the rest of the eternity is I that know, that seems like a weird i mean i assume that they can he can do whatever he wants right I right. mean, they're both there. I assume either of them can, right? Is he... I don't know. I don't know. Is it... Yeah. <laughs> Is he, I, I, never, I never took it that they were stuck in the Queen Consolidated building. Yeah, yeah, it's I fun, it's funnier so. if they are. No. I think... <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's sort of a, like a risky business I situation. Where I didn't... Just, you. <laughs> they're, they're having races in the, in the wheelie chairs down the halls with fire extinguishers. Right. And, yeah. Yep. yep. Exactly. Anyways, I'm glad that they got their little, yeah, I'm glad they got their little, um, uh, you know, coda there. Um, although at the same time it was a little, um, yeah, I don't know. I also watched the end of the good place this week, so it's hard to get like super excited about it. I haven't seen it yet, so don't, don't, you know. Uh, anyways, yes, and I will say, John and I talked about this, I think, when we both watched the first episode. I will say, you know, this sort of as a prelude to leading into our ritual, uh, that I thought the funeral scene was remarkably well done and yeah. very emotional, I thought. Yeah. yeah I, me too. I, I teared up, so I, and, you know, this is not a show that I necessarily like, you know, feel like is a, a show that keys into my emotions a lot, but Certainly. I cry for every nameless person stuck with an arrow. <laughs> it is guys in that in the power plant or whatever it was. This, <laughs> if you wonder why the Kleenex <laughs> company is still in business, all, it's all me. Of Alpha Flight bought it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Puck, no. <laughs> Puck, uh, don't shoot uh, Puck with an arrow. It wasn't uh, real until Anatolia. Fuck you. Up. That's for me. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was because he say no, but there was no body. Isn't he? Doesn't yeah. he have a comment about that? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, and and in, he also uh, uh, Oliver also remediates Emiko by bringing her back and having her oh, yeah. be redeemed. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting that really. That's a nice moment. It made sense. It sense. I mean, she has no aggrievement to those people particularly. Although I guess well, she didn't really Moira. have to Oliver anyway. And Moira, yeah, she did. What? Yeah, she did. Have a, oh she yeah, did Moira did her wrong. Yeah, but, Moira but we did don't know. Really again, wrong. we don't know what yeah. version of yeah, the universe. I think, this I think is. he fixed. I think he fixed that. So I guess yeah. he fixed all the problems with his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guess what, Ollie? <laughs> even as a god, is a dick. <laughs> Just kind yeah. of a dick. <laughs> Also, and I made Thea man, my full-blooded sister he's just a, because he's I could. He's a dick to the end. He's just so <laughs> self-centered. I would like it it's if the awesome. guy that he skinned just, like, walked behind, you know, walked around in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. That guy's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Never happened. Look, his skin. I put it back on. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. I felt bad about he's that one. He's got some bad nightmares, but other than that, he's okay. I'm a god. Right, exactly. I'm a god now. He's back in. But I did not erase his memories. There's only so much I can do. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. No, it's not that there's only so much he can do. He just didn't bother. He didn't bother. Mm. Uh-huh. Which is more horrible. And ultimately, and this is the last time I'm going to get to say it. Ollie Queen is a dick. 
It's probably not the last time, but I'll bet you'll find a way to say it later. Yeah. Uh, right. Really? Before, yeah. before we go into uh, the ritual, I have been provided uh, just over the facts Ooh. with a full list from librarian James Farner of all of our ratings oh. for season eight. Oh my eight. god. So to refresh, wow. are you going to read them all? To refresh your memory, <laughs> uh, I, I'm just going to go through. Uh, yeah, so uh, season eight, episode one, uh, John gave it a biff. Guy gave it a twelve slash ten slash four steps ahead biff, and I gave it a <laughs> Queen's Gambit biff. <laughs> Don't remember this, but that's fine. Uh, episode two, John gave it a biff. Guy gave it a ghost biff. <laughs> I. Gave- <laughs> I gave it a biff. <laughs> season eight, episode three. John gave it a JJ. Guy gave it a weak JJ, and I gave it a JJ. Uh, season eight, episode four. It was biffs across the line. Season eight, episode five. John gave it a biff. Guy gave it an Anatoly biff. <laughs> I also gave it a biff. Season eight, episode six. Three biffs. Season eight, episode seven. Three biffs. Crisis episodes one through three. John does not have a rating apparently. Uh, guy. Yeah, I, think uh, I, didn't I, I gave it a Jim Corrigan. Guy gave it a Billy Corrigan. <laughs> 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 Crisis episode four and five. John gave a Biff, Biff, and overall Biff. Guy gave a Sarah Junior, and I gave a Specter Biff. <laughs> uh, season eight, episode seven. Uh, got a Captain Sarah Lance Biff from John, a Sarah Junior Biff from Guy, and a Biff from me. Uh, and I think I think that's where we are. <laughs> I've also got going back to season six, but I'm not reading all of those. No, please. <laughs> Good lord! Can you read me something from season four, just uh, randomly? I don't have season four here. Uh, I don't think we. Okay. I don't know. We started that uh, season. Oh, I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, we so. did. We started. He does have here listed a flashback to season one, episode nine, and season one, episode ten. Which John gave both biffs, Guy gave both biffs, and I gave a biff and a Detective Malone. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love how stringently we follow the uh, the extremely yeah. simple rating system. Man, yeah, some bad so, here. so that's a great segue into our rating it part really of the show. <laughs> should, Guy, would you like to should, lead us should off I for the explain very the rating final? System? <laughs> The final episode. Uh, Biff is the best. Biff was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through it. Uh, Biff was the long-serving henchman on season four. Amazing guy. Uh, what? <laughs> what are the other ratings? Uh, John Junior. John Junior. We used to hate John Jr. and he was the worst because uh, before this episode, John Jr. was a replacement for Sarah Jr. Originally, yeah, yeah, stupid Barry. Originally, uh, allegedly, originally, uh, Lila and uh, Diggle had had a daughter called Sarah Jr. Who we get back. In this episode. So that's great. I hope Barry suffers, I don't know, (laughs) mild headaches, insomnia. Like, I'm kind of mad at that guy. And the middle rating. He also has nightmares of being skinned alive for some reason. 
Yeah, that would have been great because he heals quickly too. Ollie could have just done that for weeks. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the middle ground is uh, Alex. No, the lower. Ground. If you don't know who the Alex, bottom no. Of the really? No. No, he's not. The, Alex oh, yeah. is not the middle ground. Yeah, John's right. right. John is correct. <laughs> Alex is the worst. Dear reader, I don't know how to <laughs> communicate this to you. The rating system, if you haven't clued in yet, there's does not ratings. make any sense. Yeah, John, it's, would you like to explain the rating system? There's three it's, ratings, it's, except it's when the stupidest aren't. thing I've ever come up with. <laughs> Which is like and every it's episode. It's probably the most long-running gag I've ever committed to. Oh, but God. anyway, yeah. Right. Alex is just the worst. Uh, he's, he, he's, a, he's a mope. He carries a clipboard. He doesn't do anything good. He's just... <laughs> you really he, hate clipboards, don't you? Alex! Alex ran the... Uh, he ran the, uh, he ran the hive... The hive neighborhood. He was the, he was the, like the... <laughs> oh, man. If that's all he, he did. the guy running... Oh, man. Running, I, I uh, swear to... Running next, the, the next door for the hive neighborhood. A... Next door for the Hive neighborhood is one of the funniest jokes you've ever made on this podcast, <laughs> and I love it. That's amazing. You can tell by that reaction. I'm so, no, no, I'm so, no, I'm so into it. I'm being, I'm so into it. and being clinical. B, I was trying to give you like a like a little alley oop for uh, <laughs> for the elections in Iowa. Alex, Alex was ushering people from side to side in a gymnasium. With a clipboard. That's what he was doing. All right. I'm lost. Have we rated this episode? No, we haven't. We still haven't. We're still talking about the rating system. (laughs) Guy, what do you give this week's episode? I give it a John Maltz. (laughs) All right. Which is the lowest, which is below an Alex. I don't know. He has a clipboard in each hand. I've got several clipboards. Uh, John? I mean, I give it a biff because the, the character moments are are fabulous, um, and yeah, you know the, yeah, the, yeah. the the plot thing was was dumb and barely needed to be there, and was just a device to do a bunch of other stuff. And but that's okay because all the other stuff was really good. So yeah, me too. Jokes aside, it's a biff. I it's really good. Uh, I think they landed it well. I think they gave it a little bit of a better wrapping than, to be honest. Uh, and you guys thought I wouldn't bring it up, but uh, the last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> I think it ended better than that. I think that they managed to wrap up the show in a better way, and they used the tropes of the show to do it in a, in, in a really good way. I I didn't know how you could end this and still have other things happening. Uh, and sort of launching other stories, and they did. They did a really good job of it, and uh, I commend them to for it. This yeah. is uh, this is a, like a strong biff. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not rating it. I'm not rating it over all, all good things. So just <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just to be clear, but, yeah, but but I, I yeah. agree. I but you know what I'm going biff, about. I'll write out what you mean. Yeah. I'll round out the Biff uh, reviews, and I think you know, like you guys are saying, it felt like the show ended very much on its own terms. 
It felt like it very much harkened back to a lot of the things that we loved about the show and was a celebration of that. It's also really tough yeah. to do a show, you know, a finale in which your title character is dead, right? Like, yeah, that is right. not the kind of show I think that people are accustomed to. And, and it's interesting, too, because this is the first of the CW superhero shows to end. And it hasn't really given us, uh, you know, we don't have a template for how that works, right? Like, do characters get to ride off into the sunset? Uh, it's tough. Like, you can you could do that more easily if there aren't all these other shows still sitting there, right? Like, uh, right. you know, I think it's a, it's an easier proposition to say if Arrow had been the only show ever around and Oliver got to, you know, successfully save the city and was like, great, I'm done. I can retire now. And we would have been happy to leave him there. But when this universe continues to live beyond him, it's it's a little trickier. So having him ultimately sacrifice himself in order to save everybody else feels like a very fitting end. But you still manage to get a satisfying and uh, appropriate ending for all the other characters as well. So I think that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, you know, thing to juggle there. But I think mm-hmm. they did a really nice job with it, and it ended up being uh, an episode that really drew everything to a close uh, after eight years. So kudos to everybody involved in the production. I feel like they really did nail it. Yeah, and okay. we're sorry about the years where we kidnapped your boss. That was <laughs> that was definitely inappropriate. <laughs> True. Probably something we shouldn't have done. But yeah, in retrospect, look, you know, live and learn. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, (laughs) hopefully we all live and learn. (laughs) Um, all right. So we have done our rating. Do we, uh, are there other things that we want to talk about with the end of this show or shall we, uh, should we do a little superhero sweep? Should we check the old letterbox? What do you guys say? Let's I'm check, tempted let's check the to box. Yeah, let's do the letterbox. I am tempted to do a wrap up on Arrow, but I think maybe after it sat with us for a little bit. Okay. And after we've heard a little bit of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you know? Here's the funny thing. Uh, the only part of Arrow we haven't covered covered is uh, season two. This is true. Yeah, which was probably yeah. a better, <laughs> yeah, better season. Yeah, but man, that is so in line with us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. I kind of love. I love. I sort of really love having that blind spot. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe let's give it a bit, and we'll, you know, I don't know if there's some downtime. And after we've got a bunch of questions, yeah, you know, maybe Dan will get sick again, and we'll have some time to think about it. It's a real, it's a real possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna let's let's jump over to the letters page, shall we? Uh, as you might expect, we have a lot of uh, finales, or a lot of finale related questions. Uh, uh, reader Eric Christensen sent in a uh, a letter over the transom. He said he likes the endings they gave everyone. It was a biff for sure. Just enough story to give people moments to talk about what they're doing next. Stephen Amell was used just the right amount. Uh, I especially enjoyed how Diggle felt like the star of the show. I'm pleased they leaned heavily on him as the moral compass and brother to Ollie. Yeah. Icing on the cake was the Green Lantern bit. 
he says he'd skip the Arrow Baby show and do one about John and Lila. Uh, yeah, that would have. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in Me that. Too. I don't know if that's where they're going, but I would certainly watch that show. It seems like there's no reason they have can't do both. Seems like they got enough money. Uh, <laughs> He says the one thing. Yeah, me too. But I, I, so I wonder if that. Uh, I mean, even our little brother Dan is old as the hills now. Uh, I wonder if having a stable relationship is something that's a little bit anathema to the CW formula. Well, the Superman and Lois show seems very much pre- like pre- uh, predicated yeah. on that idea. I think yeah, that's where sure. they're going with it. Is sort of. And that's nice. I like that idea. I like shows Me about too. people with stable relationships and not like the the endless drama of will they, won't they. That is, and I think they've gotten away from that for the most part. Like, if you look across sort of the the spectrum of shows that are on right now, uh, I'm always interested in how much like like Supergirl has avoided having like a romance subplot for yeah. a few seasons. Yeah, now. it has for uh, yeah, exactly. and and I think that's great. Uh, Batwoman has delved, in, like, delved into it a little bit, but not that much. Uh, Legends has had uh, uh, Ava and Sarah with a like an yep. adult relationship, which I thought was great. Like they actually they have problems. Yeah, but they and they out. and they they set Sarah up to be uh, the sort of a more promiscuous character, who ultimately settles down with you know Ava, and I think that's. That's notable. Yeah. I don't know if that's a cultural shift, but it's interesting. Uh, Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I would love a show about Diggle and Lila. I would. I love those characters. I love those actors. That would be amazing. Uh, And, you know, we get to see a little bit more Sarah Jr., who... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Literally, the universe revolves around Sarah Jr. for me. Uh, but here's the plot. It, here's the plot. It's Diggle. It's Lila. It's Sarah Jr. and sometimes you know young JJ, and they fight an invasion of alien clipboards. <laughs> it's called Meet uh, the Diggles. <laughs> Sell it. It's called. It's called. This is for you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, and I would watch. an alien who looks just like Alex. <laughs> and it's, you know, oh, the same actor. I hate that guy. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, the great thing about the, the having the rest of the universe still exist is that those characters can reappear on all the various shows, right? Like, right. I think that's... Yeah. There's a lot of flexibility there in a way there isn't a lot of times when other shows end, right? Like, the universe keeps going, so if they want to get guest stars or have them on for an arc or whatever, or even, like, you know, maybe Dig shows up on Legends for a season, right? Like. You can do that. It's totally plausible. Um, Eric's last comment was the one thing he wished for was to somehow have Slade come back to say, hey, kid, one last time. Uh, yeah, I'm sad that Manu Bennett did not appear in the present in the episode, but I'm glad he was at least. It would it. have been a little weird. Yeah, it would have been a little strange. It's like, yeah, here's the guy. Here's the guy that at least tried to kill Moira. <laughs> and in another universe succeed. Yeah, like how do you fit that in, right? Like he got prevented from doing it, so why would he be yeah. Yeah, yeah it would be odd. Yeah. Uh you know, right. he had he had, he was you know hopped up on you know, goofballs, but Yeah, that's Really? But still, Are you gonna be able to get over that at the funeral? You're no, gonna be like, eh, you know what? Right. 
Probably best if you don't yeah. show up. Uh, yeah. Reader A. Duncan had the same question we did about the timeline. Did this Mia that Sarah picked up come from two weeks after the end of the last episode? Uh, because it didn't yeah. seem like she had any idea who Sarah was. Um, she, yeah, that was that was a weird, weird thing. I mean, she she did. I think she did. Um, but she did sort of seem confused by the whole thing at the very beginning. But Yeah, that was a tricky thing to thread and I think they tried yeah. Look, their best, you know but what? it didn't really matter. The first time Katie Lodge shows up in your bedroom. Okay, moving on. <laughs> you're uh, gonna be a little you're gonna be a little confused. I'm just telling you. Our it's, good friend It's a bit of a trip. <laughs> our good friend and official Biff artist, uh Sam Cook. Uh, has a question for us. Someone pops out from behind a tree to turn you into the specter. When it comes time for you to remake the entire Arrowverse, what do you change? Um, uh, Ollie has a, a goatee <laughs> and, a, and a little green hat. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing we never got. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. It really is. Um, is. They should have stuck that. They should have gotten that into... um, Into crisis somewhere. Into crisis somehow, yeah. Maybe it it was left on the cutting cutting room floor, but... Uh, I will say uh, more boxing glove arrows. Every every arrow has a boxing glove on it. (laughs) Which would make, you know, that would be be better, right? Yeah, think of all the people you knock out. All the people that Guy worries about, you know, who get get murdered incidentally every episode (laughs) would be just, you know, would be getting knocked out. Uh, Clearly just getting Right, I do worry about that. I I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, So for my answer, I mean, I'd be married to John Maltz's wife. She's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that counts as the Arrowverse. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Guy's oh, kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, First it's Sarah, then it's my wife. <laughs> true. True, he's a fickle man. man. He's a fickle I'm not, man. Yeah. just, look, you know, I got a wide spectrum lens. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, what would I change in the Arrowverse? I oh, come think come the 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 very first thing I would change is that um, uh, to to be perfectly honest, the murder of uh, Laurel in season four struck me wrong. I think they could have brought yeah. that character further. That's what it would have changed. I, I think, think they I think did. I think true, they did I that think, character wrong. I think wrong you're forgetting and, about you know. Quentin. <laughs> no, we, uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, obviously <laughs> Quentin should be the the question. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. But I mean, where did they go wrong? Where they had a choice to do something different? I think that was the moment. Don't murder Laurel. Then. Uh. I don't know what you do differently, but I I don't think you did that character any service. And I think it came at the end of at least doing a season and a half of not doing that character any service. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but, uh, you know, I would have liked a different sort of outcome there. And I think it would have made the show more interesting in a way. That's a fair point. Fair point. None of us fell into the trap that Sam said where we could not just all pick bring Biff back, just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah. 
No, good that's on just good a on tenant. Of the, that's just a tenant of the show. Uh, speaking of of uh, uh, Quentin, um, uh, reader David Snyder wrote in: Is Sarah's speech about everyone who knew the old her being dead less poignant? Now that it turns out that Quentin is alive, parentheses, and also the question, close parentheses. <laughs> I think that's an interesting point because, like, that is, that was a big deal for Sarah at the end of Crisis. And I thought it was a really touching speech for her to give Barry about how nobody remembered her just being Sarah. But it is kind of undercut by the fact that uh, <laughs> her, da- her dad's alive again. Yeah. Uh, my, my take on that is that. Uh, Sarah's understanding of the timeline is static in some way, the same way that the Doctor on Doctor. Well, Who it is, is because the we know the yeah, Paragons yeah. have have their their they remember everything, right? So that so doesn't. She's, so she's not getting too close to new dad. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. You're not my dad, man. You're not my dad. My dad died. You're not my real dad. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think that that detracts from her hurt or from the poignancy of that line read. I I think it's a, unfortunately it feels a little more muddled to me now, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to take away from yeah. it. I li- I liked the sentiment a lot. Uh, and you can kind of hand wave it a little bit that this is not her actual Well, father, wait a second. Still. I mean, you've you've I'm trying to figure this out. There, there's been times where you've said, "Hey, I love you," and you know, years later, that's changed, right? So, how is that not the same? It doesn't make it any less poignant in the moment. It, it just means that circumstances have changed. I, I don't take away from that. They came very close together. Yeah, I mean, it's like a week later. <laughs> yeah, right. If it had been spread out a little bit more, yes, I get that. Uh, it, yeah, it's but just, it's a week late. Like, here's it's an endgame situation, right? Which is like, oh, all of you people were deleted for five years, and now you're back. That's a little bananas, but we're going to go on with the world. And I, I feel you know, that that's kind of the way crisis works is like, you know, you know what? what? Better... This makes no sense, but we, because it's not just yeah, the characters that we thing. know, right? Here's how I would have preferred it. If I might say like, and in fact, you can headcanon this, but the idea essentially that Oliver in remaking the universe realized Sarah had lost that tether and he brought back Quentin as part of that. Like if that intentionality had been lent to it, then I think I would be more on board with it. It just felt like having two disparate feelings a week apart uh, was yeah. very, it was very uh, obvious. Um, so I think it just could have been handled perhaps a little more deftly. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Ollie's a dick, but he's a dick savant. <laughs> See, I knew it right. wasn't the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to get in Dick Savon. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, all right, I kind of want to make t-shirts out of that. It's a great character name. It is a great character yeah. name. Last letter also from Reader David. Uh, are there any are there casual viewers who are confused about what was happening at the end with Diggle, or is everyone left watching the show at this point conversant enough with DC mythology to get it? I think the latter. I think nobody's tuning into the last episode of a show and never having watched it before and being like, what's going on? 
Uh, I think most people. Well, understand I'm not sure if everybody who watched the show knows all of the characters from DC, though necessarily. But, true, um, true enough, true enough. There are probably and, and Green Lantern has not been mentioned in right the yeah. show. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think there might be. I'm sure there are probably some people who don't necessarily know, but I who cares? Know. I, it's I would, not think, I would last... suspect that most people do. Yeah, it's not the final scene of The Sopranos. <laughs> the guy opens a box that <laughs> fell from space and it is glowing Diggle, green. Diggle dies of radiation poisoning next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, come on. It's far more it's, likely. You know, we yeah, and it's not it's John Stewart Diggle, right? That's his name. Yeah. Right. Probably, right? No, is we, it we actually? Know, well, it John is. Diggle Stewart. No, it is, is John. It? We know that he is uh, his a, uh, a stepfather. The general who he helped out last season. Yeah, Ernie. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Um, we know his yeah. last name was Stuart. And so I think okay. I think the answer is we it's I can't remember now. I think that was his uh his stepfather. Yeah. 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 So I think Yeah, he, yeah. like it, it was enough to attach his name to that, right? right Here's right. a question. And I don't mean Quentin. Uh <laughs> Is being a Ghostbuster better than being a Green Lantern? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think right. not. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, me too. I'd say no. All right. Okay. Solved. Can't case, go to, can't go to case, space. Case, case dismissed. Yep. Yep. No glad, I, glad we adjudicated that. Yeah. Done. Uh, all right. That's the last of my letters. That's all I got. Uh, so I think we should wrap this up. Um, you know, it's been a long run for us, uh, covering Arrow and we are, I think all sad to see it go and see those characters we know and love. Uh, but you know, all things must come, all good things must come to an end. Oh, we're good. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> you get slapped for me. <laughs> uh, so I think we're glad that the, the show went out on its own terms, um, rather than either getting canceled, you know, three, yeah. four seasons ago or, uh, spinning out forever. Cause that's a challenge. Uh, and, and the CW universe, the, uh, Arrowverse lives on. Uh, and so, you know, those characters that we do are still around and even probably some of the ones who aren't might have a chance to show up again. Uh, so you can be assured that we'll be keeping our, our eyes out for that. Uh, as for us, we are going to be moving on to covering this season of Legends of Tomorrow, which has already aired two episodes. Uh, so we'll pick that up starting next week. Uh, and, uh, we've got our work cut out for us. Not counting, not counting crisis. Yeah. Not counting crisis. Yes. Uh, we got our work cut out for us to finish that up, and then uh, Agents of Shield's final season coming this summer. Uh, and hey, there's a bunch more superhero content on the way. <laughs> I don't more know if you noticed, <laughs> and you can shake it, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but apparently, uh, kind of popular right now. I would like to thank my co-hosts who have been with me uh, for the uh, long haul here uh, since the beginning of the uh, uh, the Speedy Arrowcast which was uh, way back, uh, if you might remember. If you can count all the way back. Uh, five years, Dan. It's been a, five years of hell. It's been, uh, yeah, February 13th, 2015. So almost exactly five years, just shy uh, yeah. about a week. Yeah, not that I'm scratching every day on my wall, but... You kind of are. <laughs> five years. <laughs> five years. We made it this far. Uh, Guy English... 
Thanks so much for taking this long, crazy journey. I've grown to love you guys, and I have become something else. <laughs> I'll say. Uh, John Moltz, you're my brother, man. I would get stranded on an island with you guys any day. Oh, good news. Let me tell you about my new premise for the show starting next week. <laughs> Is our, it? New way of, our new way of recording episodes. Yep. Is on. it a vodka shot before every show and we oh, do man. bad Russian? <laughs> Yes, it's that. That's what it is. Except you're on an island also. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm, so I'm warming up to the idea. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's a warm island, I'll tell you. Readers, <laughs> thank you so much for sticking with us and covering all of Arrow. We hope you uh, really enjoyed this journey uh, along with us. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this show and its predecessor, and we hope you'll continue to enjoy them as we go forward covering a variety of different superhero properties. Uh, as always, if you've got letters uh, you want to fax in, uh, you can hit us up at BiffCast on Twitter or send an email to Biff at TheIncomparable.com. Comments, questions, uh, etc. We will answer them on air. Uh, thank you so much for all your support of this show. It means a lot to us. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this without you. Well, we might, but we... <laughs> <laughs> we would. We probably would. Uh, we, probably we just be wouldn't be recording it and putting it well, on. Well, we might be doing right. that. <laughs> we still might do that. Okay. Uh, and thank you so much <laughs> for following along with this, the finale episode of Arrow. We will see you next week. Okay. One 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 more time when we're actually in sync. Skype. Okay. No. 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 We can get it right on the second take. Three, two, one. Dun 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 My faith in you is. I I mean you gotta do the thing at the end. I believe in you as much now as I did when we were first met. That sounds about right. <laughs> That's inspiring, I guess. No, it's not. <laughs>